0: You can't compete on price which and you may struggle to compete on price with amazon then you have to compete on experience and technology will be your friend you know and you have to meet the consumer at where they're at, and you have to listen to the consumer and understand really how they change, you know, and what what they require.
1: This is C2C, where we cover innovation in the food and CBG business from conception to consumption. Welcome to C2C, everyone. Today, very interesting guest, very interesting company. You're gonna learn all about it. Marcus Strip, who is founder and chief product officer and marketing officer of a company called Spoon Guru. Marcus, welcome to the podcast.
0: Hi, Gary, how are you?
1: Good, good. So Marcus, you had uh, sort of an unusual personal background and journey uh, getting into this space. You did not take the normal path into consumer product goods and retail. Uh, Tell our listeners about your journey.
0: Yes, I ended up in this industry almost by by accident. I, I was in the music industry before. I, I was working as a musician, and then i I worked for a large record company just as the entire industry collapsed literally overnight. You know um, I joined the music industry in two thousand and overnight the bottom fell out of that industry. you know piracy was rampant, and the business model literally disappeared you know in, in, over a few days and um, I was part of that transformation really. I lived through that digital transformation when Steve Jobs launched iTunes and Daniel Egg launched Spotify. And I was very happy, you know, in my career. um, But I stumbled across um, a a, a very common problem through observing my wife, who happens to have a number of intolerances and allergies. And I saw her struggling in a supermarket, reading the back of a label, trying to work out what she could eat and what she couldn't eat. And I thought, it's just I'm um, crazy, you know, that uh, in, in in this day and age, people still find it so difficult to find suitable foods for their individual needs. And that's when I basically got together with um, two friends who are also now co-founders in Spoon Guru. And we set up the company to solve that very specific problem. You know, people have sp- specific dietary preferences or health objectives. They're looking for specific foods that uh, that comply with their diet but they're impossible to find. you know Google doesn't really help you. supermarkets struggle and we are solving that problem effectively. We are a specialist search engine for, for foods and recipes that that find exact that finds exactly the right foods for your individual needs.
1: Interesting journey and Mercedes, our podcast producer also came from the music industry so we're happy uh-huh. to have you. Happy to have you both here, sorry sorry for the economic disruptions there, but a good <laughs> final outcome. Yeah. So Marcus, tell our listeners, how does it actually work?
0: Yeah, so we, we basically build a platform that uses a combination of artificial intelligence and machine learning, and we combine that with nutritional expertise, and that allows us to classify products and assign hundreds and hundreds of dietary attributes at individual product level to make those products discoverable and searchable. And we, we license our technology to retailers around the world, um, Tesco in the UK, Woolworths in Australia, Albert Heijn in Holland, um, all those retailers leverage our technology to provide highly personalized shopping experiences to their shoppers. And um, that has been our current focus. You know, we are focused on capturing global retail opportunity, but we're also now looking at expanding into other areas like health and life science and fitness. Um, because on top of the fact that most people, it's actually 64% of the world's population now has some form of dietary requirement. But on top of that, people just want to be healthier, you know, and those the, those trends have been accelerated, if anything, by COVID. But now people very much care about their personal health and the health of the environment, and they have very, very specific preferences or requirements. And we make it easy, you know, for our retail partners to respond to those individual preferences or goals.
1: Mm-hmm. So the retailer pays for it; they pay for your product and solution. And then the consumer utilizes it. How does the consumer utilize it? Do they do they utilize it uh, more often uh, planning a trip to the grocery store in advance, or do they use it on their smartphone? Uh, How how does it all work?
0: Yeah. So generally, we are deeply integrated with retailers' infrastructure. So a consumer would leverage our technology when they conduct an online search. For example, they may go to Tesco.com and search for. You know, gluten, gluten free cake, you know, w- w- with high fiber, for example. Um, all the search results that are returned are powered by Spoon Guru. Um, there are, we are an omni channel play. So, um, retailers also leverage our technology in their native apps. We allow, or, or our retail partners allow their shoppers to scan barcodes, for example, to see whether a product is suitable for their needs. And if it's not suitable, um the retailer can then recommend suitable alternatives which is also powered by us our technology integrates with digital shelf edge uh, smart shopping carts um in-store applications and 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 of course CRM and loyalty programs as well we are you can think of us a little bit like in, intel you know intel insight we power um retailer apps to personalize the shopping experience Hmm. And, the, and the consumer generally interacts v- via the retailers, apps and um, websites with us.
1: Mm-hmm. So what are consumers saying about this? What are what are stories you're hearing out there of real world consumers using your application?
0: Well, you know, the, I mean, they, they love it because we take the hassle out of finding the right foods. You know, it's just so complicated and cumbersome and frustrating. Really, um to decipher you know the unpack information you know i i've been I, I generally i most people would like to lead healthier lives, you know and I'm one of them, but I've been in this business now for seven and a half years i I don't know without looking up you know the actual number i don't know what my daily recommended intake of salt is or sugar, you know, and why should I be counting um teaspoonsful of sugar? There must be easier ways in this digital digitally enabled age. To, you know, I'm happy to tell you what I like and what I don't like, but you have to make it easy for me, you know, in return for my for my data. Make it easy for me. Um, It has to be convenient, but it also has to be reliable because um, obviously, you know, you can imagine if you have an, a food allergy or an intolerance, there's zero margin for error. So um not only does the experience need to be, you know, um without friction, ideally, um, and transparent, but it also needs to be highly accurate and reliable. So we are solving all of those consumer problems, really. We are making it easy for you to find exactly the right foods for your needs. And therefore, you know, we are saving your time. We're bringing you more choice. And hopefully, you know, you're discovering things you will love you wouldn't have found before. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that's terrific. So now turn it to the other side of the equation, Marcus, please. So what's in it for the retailer? Does the retailer sell more product? Do they have happier customers? Are there other benefits to the retailer?
0: So the main advantages, I mean, we, we really help um, retail, retailers to connect with their shoppers in a whole new way. And the main advantage is really is it it it. it It increases customer loyalty, but it also drives revenue and market share. Our, our retailers really see this as a point of differentiation when they work with us because it gives them a competitive edge. Um, you know, it's hard. It's difficult to compete on price in a, in a, in a low margin business. Um, so you have to be able to. Uh, Compete on experience and that's something we bring to the table, you know, we allow retailers to to really Personalize the shopping experience to the nth degree um, to really meet the customers individual needs and that gives them an edge in the market But it's also really good for business. We see increases in basket sizes um, average order value goes up um, customer satisfaction goes up significantly return frequencies go up so across the board, you know, we are hitting all the main KPIs just by being able to provide a better shopping experience, you know, for our retail partners.
1: Mm-hmm. You mentioned something from the consumer standpoint that's certainly been a hot topic for a while, which is their their data. Mm-hmm. And uh, you said, you know, give me some value in return for my data. So how does that all work? How does the, you know, how do the retailers leverage this new data? Um, what's it do for them and how do they protect the consumer data?
0: Yeah. I mean, this is a critical, critical point. Um, obviously, um, so, so generally, um, some of, some of the programs are, we power for our retailers are, um, on an opt in basis. So for example, we, we are about to launch a, a brand new product called health plus, which allows the shopper to stipulate their health goals and objectives. And then, um, We analyze the consumption and purchase behavior uh, and we allow, and and we give the shopper feedback in real time, how they're doing against their stated goals. So that program can only happen on an opt-in basis, but the shopper clearly understands if I give you, if I tell you what my preferences are, I expect a certain service in return. And I also expect that you um, protect my, my, my privacy. Um, throughout this experience. But it's, you know, we, we sometimes compare it to, to Netflix or YouTube. The more you engage with those types of platforms, the the more personalized the experience gets, the more curated the experience gets. And the, the user of those platforms understand the trade-off. You know, I'm happy for you to mine my data. And in return, I expect you obviously to honor my privacy, but also to use that data to my benefit to my advantage and we we think that anal- analogy um, is you know should apply to retail as well i happen to be a vegan you know i haven't i haven't eaten meat in over 20 years and still in, especially right now i'm getting daily email offers for christmas turkeys it's it's frustrating for me it's a complete completely wasted opportunity for the retailer um, who sends me these marketing messages because they don't convert you know if i my retailer by my retail of choice by now should know that i haven't purchased any meat products in the last 20 years why are they still sending me irrelevant offers so as far as the consumer is concerned or as far as i'm concerned i would be more than happy to let my retailer know what i like and what i don't like if the shopping experience is after that more relevant and and fun and more um, tailored towards my individual needs.
1: Mm-hmm. So you're doing a lot for the consumer. You're helping them not just find the products that they want, but also find complementary products so they can maybe cook an entire meal based on their criteria. Um, and now maybe you're also helping them with their health goals. So yeah. is it is it completely free to the consumer or? Uh, do you envision a freemium model where consumers buy up to, you know, some of these more advanced functions?
0: It, it's really up up to our retail partners to decide how they want to leverage this technology. But generally, they they offer it they offer it as a free service, really, in order to drive customer loyalty um, and 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 improve um, net promoter scores. Really, um, we would not expect a consumer within the retail um, environment, you know, you could, you could imagine that this technology could also be used in a, in an insurance context or in a fitness. It could be part of a fitness app. And then it could potentially be a premium service where, you know, a consumer takes out a subscription or pays for this kind of service. But within a retail context, I think again, you know, retailers need to be able to differentiate themselves and compete. Um, and they see this as a value add that allows them to, um, improve customer loyalty mm-hmm.
1: are you are you or the retailers able to mine the data to pick up on trends um you know hey we we hear a lot about paleo for example but here's what's really going on here's how many people are really doing paleo uh, are you are you analyzing that data
0: yeah absolutely we um we can we analyze data in real time because some of our modules like you know our um our um our swap algorithm for example needs to be able to swap out products in real time so we see um effectively live transactions and um, we can we use that um that wealth of data in order to analyze now and next insights you know what are the what are the new fats or dietary trends um you know the, the um, flexitarian movement for example or the plant-based trend is huge you know and it's growing exponentially and it's driven by the younger demographics where some of the biggest segments like the gluten-free segment is it is actually the biggest um food preference if you want but it's pretty stagnant Whereas other other um trends like uh driven by concern for the environment um, the plant-based trend, which I've already mentioned, people are looking for, um, eco-friendlier choices. Those are trends we are seeing effectively develop in real time. And we use that information to inform our retail partners, but also, you know, manufacturer, manufacturers can also benefit from that, obviously, because it allows them to understand where there are gaps in their categories, um, and where they are over-index or under-index against specific dietary trends. Mm-hmm.
1: Is that is that the I was going to ask you next about the CPG manufacturers and brand owners is that is that your main value proposition to them showing them data on trends?
0: Yeah, we 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 have until recently oh, until now in fact, we have focused on providing services and di- digital tools to to retailers. Um Exclusively, we have had a lot of interest from manufact- manufacturers over the years, and we're now expanding our capabilities to support them with those types of insights. So, you know, what 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 are the new dietary trends? What are people looking for? What kind of attributes are they searching? Um, those types of services and, and um, insights we will be able to package up and offer to manufacturers.
1: Hmm. Good. Good. Well, congratulations on that. So. Marcus, what you do sounds fantastic, sounds like, you know, benefits the retailers, benefits the consumers, benefits maybe the planet through, you know, better eating choices and health and all these other things. Now you're trying to benefit CPG owners. So it all sounds great, but as we all know with technology adoption, there's always speed bumps. So what are, what are some of the, you know, bigger barriers you've seen in rolling out this solution?
0: Yeah, that is a great question, and um, we would we would we would hope that um, the status quo would fall more quickly. You know, it's still um, the experience, especially the online experience around the world, really, and and and, and the biggest culprits are often the, some of the biggest um, retailers on the planet. The experience is can be poor. You know, the search results that are returned are wrong often, which could um, Poses significant risk for the consumer, but also often not only are um, are false or, or wrong search results re- uh, returned. Often the retailer can't actually find the right products, you know, in their own catalogues that match the the, the consumer-specific search term. Um, we are, you know, we are trying to work with the entire industry to 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 innovate. But there are challenges, you know, it, 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 this is a relatively conservative industry, you know, compared to others. Um, retailers have to deal with multiple legacy systems that don't necessarily, um, uh, want to play ball all the time. And to be frank, you know, COVID has thrown, um, has thrown up a lot of challenges for retailers around the world. They're now logistic logistical challenges operational challenges that that need to be overcome first before some of the 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 more aspirational innovations can be um driven forward but those are really the main issues we we are we are coming across um, multiple legacy systems so it's not that it may it may it may not be as easy as we would like it to be for a retailer to fully embrace the capabilities we can bring to the table and um um, and focus, you know. Um, since COVID, the focus is entirely on supply chain issues and operational um, efficiencies.
1: Mm-hmm. Sort of uh, crossing the chasm, early adopters, laggards. Have you experienced all that in your in your sales cycles out there, bringing new customers on board?
0: Yeah. I mean some you know we've had a fantastic relationship with Tesco in the u k um who really wanted to be seen as an innovator in this space, whereas Woolworths in Australia for example, really really have really embraced the health agenda they they understand they have a corporate responsibility to do their bit to improve the health of the nation, and they decided to work with a specialist service provider like us to help them accomplish that strategic goal, so yes they are um Um, some, there there will always be some who are leading from the front and others who, you know, who who are behind the curve, you know, but that comes with the territory.
1: I'm here with Marcus Strip, who is founder and chief product and marketing officer at Spoon Guru. Um, Marcus, you just started to touch on the pandemic and how it's, you know, impacted your business. Can you, can you expand on that a little bit more? What, uh, what are you seeing? You know, we're uh, about uh, 20, 21 months into the pandemic here in November of 2021, what are you seeing across retail and, and consumers and, and your business uh, as as the pandemic continues to march on?
0: So, so some of the trends we saw before COVID have, have been accelerated. You know, even before COVID, people were more con- conscious about um, what they consume and that is really one of the dom- dominant trends now. I think people pay much more attention to what they put into their bodies. Um, a recent survey showed that 78% of Americans are now paying more attention um, to their health since COVID. And, you know, um, adopting a healthy diet is a critical part of that, you know, that that objective of being more healthy. Um, you know the the fact of the matter is people either want to or need need to be healthier, as we come out of COVID. Um, you know a lot of people have um, um, adopted bad habits, bad eat, eating habits, and they need help. You know they need their supermarkets to make it easier for them to adopt a healthier diet. Um, of course, e-commerce. You know. Um, we, we've seen significant um, increases now in, in adoption rates for e-commerce, and we expect those to stay. You know, people have been educated now, and um, um, they have um, embraced e-commerce. You know, for for as a as a tool to shop for their groceries, and we don't think those levels will drop again to pre-COVID times, um, which is an enormous opportunity. You know, e-commerce. Buying, buying your groceries online and having a more personalized and tailored experience is a huge opportunity, I think, for the entire industry. Um, but I think that the biggest trend is people simply care more now um, for their personal health and the health of the planet. And they want to know, you know, they're demanding more transparency, but they also want the convenience. It has to be easy, you know, for them to, to find the right foods for their individual needs. Mm-hmm.
1: Marcus, maybe you've touched already a little bit on it, but what can you share with our listeners for what's next for you and what's next for Spoon Guru?
0: We are really excited, you know, about the op- opportunities within retail. You know, we we're really excited about launching this new product called Health Plus, that really helps, that will help people to meet their individual goals. Is steeped in behavioral science. Because again, we know, we know most people want to lead healthier lives, but also the vast majority fail—actually fail—to meet their goals because it's just too difficult. So we see our role as a digital enabler that supports people around the world to find the right foods for their dietary requirements and health objectives. We are excited about the opportunity within retail because, you know, I think I read the other day it's 80% of, of a household's income. Um, for their entire food budget is spent at retail you know the other 20 percent is spent in restaurants or takeaways but that's where that's where people get their food and diet you know being um being able to eat more consciously is a huge topic it's probably the dominant topic of our time healthy people healthy planet and we see our role as a digital enabler in, in all of this there are other opportunities um within the wider food ecosystem, you know, in the internet of things, smart kitchen applications, supporting people at home, you know, when they cook. um, And of course, uh, the wider health um, um, category, you know, primary healthcare. And of course, life sciences is a very, very exciting area for us to, to explore.
1: So going forward, a lot of exciting things. Congratulations on all your success. Um but what do you, what do you see as the biggest speed bumps or challenges to uh to continuing to to make inroads with your solutions out there.
0: You know I mean the food ecosystem is just a very very um fragmented world, you know, and it needs the entire food industry to come together to to um to collaborate um to to um to drive innovation, you know. Again, you know, we look at what consumers want they want complete transparency from from um from farm to fork you know and there's a, there are a number of solutions now that are being investigated uh some of them are technology based like blockchain um you know consumers what i think consumers have a right to know um what they what they consume you know and they've got very specific requirements but it's, those things are not going to get solved overnight. You know, we need, we need collaboration across the board. um, And, um, and we think technology will play a significant role, but technology alone is also not going to solve it. So we need, we need people to really be prepared to collaborate and, and and not just to accept the status quo. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, it is a, it is a big big industry. Um, And 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 massive and global and uh, in scale and very fragmented, as you said. Um, So, Marcus, I ask all of our guests the same question. It's a two part question. What advice to give to two different sets of folks? First, innovators already in this CPG and, and technology space. And secondly, people just starting their career in this space. What advice would you give?
0: Well, you, you have to find something you're passionate about. And, um, you know, what I love about startups is they, they identify a problem. You know, they often, without looking, they stumble across a problem, um, pretty much like we stumbled into this, um, in, into this space. You know, we saw a problem and we thought we can probably use our experience from different industries and sectors and our knowledge to solve this problem. So I guess that's my, that's. You know, but you you have to be you have to commit. You know, and this is not a this is not not just a two or three year thing. You know, we set up a company and then you you, you may get lucky and you you exit and and you spend the rest of your life on the beach in 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 you know Havana. Um, <laughs> it's it's a rocky road, you know, and there will always be challenges and hiccups. Um But if you pick something you feel passionate about, that's going to get you through it. Because that's what that, that, that is so energizing, you know, and then when you get great feedback from people who, whose, whose problems you've actually solved, that's in- incredibly rewarding and uh, motivating. But that's what I would say, you know, f- find something you feel passionate about because you will, you will <laughs> lose a lot of sleepless nights over um, things you will never anticipate in advance. But. If you if you feel passionate about it and you're personally um, 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 you're invested, then that makes it so much easier, you know, for you to 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 keep keep going and ultimately be successful.
1: Be passionate, but also be patient.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Excellent advice. Marcus, before we go into wrap up, any other you know comments or words of wisdom you'd like to share with our listeners?
0: It's just today the story broke in the UK that Amazon is now coming into into this space. Amazon announced this morning that they're opening up 260 um, Amazon Fresh stores, you know, to take the fight to the incumbent retailers. Mm. So that's re- that's really going to put the cat amongst the pigeons. And and again to my earlier point, if you if you, if you can't compete on price, which and you may struggle to compete on price with Amazon, then you have to compete on experience and technology will be your friend, you know, and you have to, but you have to, you have to meet the consumer at, at where they're at and you have to listen to the consumer and understand really um, how they change, you know, and what, what, what they require. And then you have to respond to that. Otherwise you may stop being relevant, you know, and you may not be able to compete.
1: Mm -hmm. Interesting developments with Amazon. Yeah. And if folks want to get in touch with your company or you, I assume they just Google Spoon Guru and go to your website or follow you on social media?
0: Yeah, yeah. We are on all the usual um, platforms, but it's uh, spoon.guru. You can find us easily. And then, yeah, please get in touch. We'd we'd love to um, talk to anybody who wants to have a chat.
1: Excellent, excellent. Well, exciting, very exciting product and uh, uh, congratulations on your success with big companies like uh, big retailers like Tesco and Woolworth and uh, keep going, we're rooting for you to succeed, Marcus, because you're on an important mission.
0: Thank you, Gary, it's been great to talk to you.
1: I want to thank my guest today, Marcus Striff, who is founder and chief product and marketing officer at the very innovative technology company, Spoon Guru. Marcus, thank you so much for being on the podcast today.
0: Thank you, Gary. Take care.
1: Thanks for listening to C2C, where we cover innovation in the food and CPG business from conception to consumption. Just type the letters CTOC, no spaces, to find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbeam, and Google Play.